I don't have a question, but Kevin, I don't know if you've told everyone, so we're going to sing it to you because I like embarrassing you. It's his 57th birthday, folks. What? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to And that was the second best happy birthday performance I heard today. My first birthday performance was done by my 92-year-old uh, mother-in-law in a German-Canadian accent, and she did, she had the sweetest voice, so it was very cute. But uh, thank you so much, and thank you uh, for that, Mikey. Um, Cheers to that, buddy. And welcome again to another episode of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines with the whole crew and some more. I've been waiting to do this sort of podcast for about four years. The technology is here, the motivation is here, and we are doing our very first FitSpeak roundtable. We're kind of wrapping up the year that was 2020, even though it's not officially done yet. But uh, 2020, what a year it's been. We started off full of hope and dreams. Uh, the Ironman uh, triathlon was moving back to Penticton. Uh, sports were running well in the Fraser Valley. There was a lot of racing to be had. Um, some new clubs being formed and growing and all that sort of thing. And then the middle of March, I think Shakespeare said, beware the Ides of March for sure. And we had the start of this uh, unprecedented uh, health epidemic, of course, COVID-19. And that has changed so many of our lives personally, professionally, and of course, athletically, which is of course, the, the ties that bind this uh, FitSpeak podcast together. We've assembled uh, a pretty crackerjack list of people involved in multi-sport, in businesses related to multi-sport um, throughout the Fraser Valley, Lower Mainland, heck, even in Vancouver. So I'd just like to go through the list, uh, and this is the order that you'll be speaking in, but of course, I'll be introducing you that way. So first off is going to be um, an avid cyclist. He's also president of Phoenix Velo. Welcome back to FitSpeak, Jeff Oram. Hello, Kevin. And secondly speaking will be Mikey Ross. Mikey is a avid triathlete and he is the head coach for the Abbotsford Triathlon Club as well as our top five guy at FitSpeak. Welcome back, Mikey. Hi, Kevin. A person who's been around the world chasing her dreams of triathlon awesomeness, whether that was in Austria, Australia, everywhere around the world, uh, a 70.3 competitor, no doubt about that. Also a person who's probably had a lot of, in quotes, skin in the game as far as COVID because a lot of the things that she's taking for granted in previous years have certainly changed. Welcome back to FitSpeak, Leanne Parker. Thank you. And good number, to see ya. yeah, good to see you again, Leanne. Um, speaking number four, a mad scientist, an athlete, and the owner of one of the fastest growing sports nutrition companies on the planet. Uh, welcome back to FitSpeak, Greg Cowan. Hey, Kevin, glad to be here. Bruce Wenting, what can we say about Bruce? Uh, a cycling coach, a speed skating, a speed skating coach, a cyclist, the owner of Wenting Cycle, a real um, person who's been involved in the athletic community on so many levels here in the Fraser Valley. Welcome to Bruce Wenting. Good to hear and see you all. And Roy McBath, what can we say about Roy? A uh, cycling geek, his knowledge is uh, unprecedented. He's great at giving advice. He's a successful triathlete. He's a 
kidney donor recipient and a role model for us all. Welcome to Roy. Uh, glad to be back. Thanks, Kevin. Um, one of the guys who has never been seen without a smile ever. Uh, from Vancouver, he works for BC Transit to pay the bills, but he spends his money on this hobby that he calls triathlon. He's a fast guy, a positive influence, and welcome back, Winston Gao. Oh, thank you, Kevin. And thank you, Kevin. So the question that we're asking everybody, and we're going to stay in that order, um, was what were some of the highlights and challenges from this year and what a crazy year it's been and we're going to start off with uh jeff orham i would say the highlight of this year was probably us being able to finally uh do uh some events like i said uh, the the great thing was we were able to do uh time trials uh and in the beginning we weren't sure if we could do any kind of racing so that was one of the highlights and of course, one of the challenges, and we were talking about this, and this was way before even COVID struck, was that Phoenix Vela, which has been a, a fixture at the Mission Raceway for, dare we say, generations on Wednesday night, the racing had to shift till Mondays. Of course, we never actually got to see that come to fruition. Um, hopefully, we have racing back at the uh, Mission Speedway next year. Yeah, we... Uh, possibly may even have it in the summer. It all depends what happens. I don't foresee it, but there is a slim chance. Yeah. Uh, speaking of slim chances and slim people, Mikey Ross, great at keeping his weight down the entire year round, although he's been known to put on a few pounds around Christmas, especially when it comes to Christmas cake. Uh, Mikey, some of the highlights and some of the challenges, um, both athletically for you and as the head coach for the Abbotsford Triathlon Club. It's been a wild ride this year. I'm blessed to have started my racing early, as I always do, because that came to a grinding halt. I managed to get in a half marathon and a duathlon at UBC, and then boom, life took a big curve for me. I ended up uh, having an embolism and having a blood clot and the subsequent issues involved in that. So I basically learned uh, I'm a different person and a new person now and I'm kind of realigning my brain that way. As far as the club goes, uh, we're trying to keep connected through Zoom and we're doing Zwift rides now, but real life coaching, again, ground to a halt months and months and months ago. So uh, I've just been really surprised at how resilient so many people are being in this. They're being patient, they're being kind, they're being giving with each other and they're giving themselves a chance to get through this and to rebuild as best they can thanks but for it's been a great year yeah and making making do with what you've got and of course being the head coach for uh abbotsford triathlon club you're coaching athletes and of course the way that you have been accustomed to coaching them in a non-covid is drastically yes. different virtual, virtual 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 yeah now person as i was saying who has not only a, a personal interest but a financial interest in all of this uh leanne parker as, as a personal trainer as a triathlete what have been some of the highlights and challenges for you a, a very extraordinary year yeah it's been um i mean I, I I go back to luckily I got to see Mikey uh, last month um, at the Vetter race. Okay. It was it was fantastic, and I had a my running clinic that I was able to at least um, able to do that with 
a sh- little amount of people and um, be able to do that race and see everyone and how they did that was the way they coordinated that was unbelievable. And to see people that I hadn't seen in so long was awesome. Yeah. And I, when it com- comes to the work, I, when it came to in March, when it kind of went to a downfall, I mean, I wasn't able to work or whatever, but I was still able to coach online and stuff mm-hmm. for, you know, um, my running and it still worked out. In the long schemes, yeah. <laughs> I got to see Mikey <laughs> <laughs> and I got to, you know, still be able to race in yeah. Halloween, oh, yeah. Halloween, Halloween day. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good. And I think you already touched on one of the main things that we missed as athletes. I mean, sure, it's about swimming, cycling, um, you know, yes. getting out there. But it's also those those personal connections that we made, yeah. right? And um, I think yeah, we were all missing sure. that. And as wonderful as, you know, virtual racing and as, you know, <laughs> Zoom time, which we're doing tonight is, there's nothing like the the human to human contact uh, in yeah. you know just uh, just yakking with other people face to face. Here's a person who's been all over British Columbia. I've met him at the top of Richter Pass. I've met him several times by a big peach in all sorts of weather, windstorms, um, heat waves. <laughs> uh, you know, usually he's uh, cruising around the world. My goodness, this was supposed to be an Olympic year for this guy. He is the mad scientist, like I was saying, the uh, the founder of F2C. Greg, some of the some of the highlights and challenges for you this year and your company. Well, you know, it was it was definitely a, a surprising year. Um, I guess on the upside, you know, um, nobody racing, so we were able to do some great clinical trials this year. You know, the athletes were willing and able to, you know, go on to different products and to, you know, potentially be the the person uh, with the placebo and nobody really cared. So it was uh, on that upside, you know, we got a couple of really solid clinicals on some new products that we'll be rolling out uh, over the next, you know, a couple will roll out actually in the next few weeks and then uh, some stuff early in the, in the new year. Uh, we did launch uh, our new carb product earlier this year. So we've had, uh, again, an opportunity, you know, we had to shift stuff around a little bit, but you know, on the positive side, we're able to get some really great clinical data because uh, people were just available. You know, they were willing to to do the trials and to do those kind of things. So, uh, you know, the tough thing is, like you mentioned before, this was, you know, kind of a big year for us. We yeah. uh, we had 417 events canceled this year oh, that we were scheduled to do. So, you know, around the world from, you know, the Olympics to the uh, we were the on course nutrition for the ITU grand finals, which were at Edmonton or mm-hmm. we're supposed to be in Edmonton and um, you know, races in Abu Dhabi and, and around Europe. So um, it definitely is a reset and something that, you know, as a as a company, you know, as a business owner, you could never have guessed this. You know, you couldn't have ever built this into a business plan. So absolutely. You just had to be flexible and, you know, make the best of it. So. Absolutely. And you've probably seen more of British Columbia in 2020 than you have uh, since moving here way back when. Well, yeah, this is, I think, the first summer I've been home. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Glenda had a list of all the, you know, the things I needed to do. <laughs> right. <so. laughs> um, one of the industries, um, looking at it from uh, a consumer's point of view, that did pretty well over the past six or eight months is is certainly the cycling business, um, unless that's a misconception. Um, Bruce, you've been able to 
you know, be at the helm of Wenting Cycle for a generation for such a long time. Um, tell us about some of the highlights and challenges of this most unusual year. Well, yesterday was our 42nd anniversary. 42 uh, years. Whoa. Unbelievable year. <laughs> Impossible to keep up and just uh, unprecedented demand for bikes and interest in bikes um, and in all categories. And so hopefully we can keep all those new cyclists, you know, on the bikes and riding the trails and getting out on the gravel. We saw a lot of uh, triathletes with no events pick up a gravel bike to try to explore some new roads. Uh, we saw a lot of people, unfortunately, retreating into the basements. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, can't wait to get everybody back out on the track and back out on the training sessions. Uh-huh. Um, of all the people on the panel, Bruce, um, I worry about you the most, and, and here's why, because you are probably one of the most selfless people that I know. Um, if it ever comes to giving, it's Bruce Wanting who's giving, giving, giving. Um, you're talking about putting in insane hours to meet the demand, uh, making people healthy, bonding them with their bicycles, fitting them with their bicycles, and all that other wonderful stuff that we as consumers have. But Talk about Bruce time. Did you have any of it this year? I mean, what a crazy year. Were you able to head out anywhere? Were you able to go? Well, for... I had one day off in May. Okay. And a day and a half off in June. And two short camping trips in July and August. Uh-huh. And that has been it. Yep. Wow. So, <laughs> so what, a, what a missed blessing. Uh, mixed blessing, rather. Yeah, what a, exactly. What a, yeah. Um, yeah. What's happening? Um, just a bit off topic, but maybe not really. Um, usually this is the time of year that we have our spin sessions in your store on Wednesday. What are you doing with your time on Wednesday nights now, Bruce? I'm talking to you. I guess. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Wenting Cycle, I mean, as we know, Wenting's has been the sponsor and the, the organizer and the heart and soul of the Wednesday night races down at the uh, Speedway, like we're talking to, to Jeff Orm. And one of the guys who's been, you know, crushing it, he's cut his teeth there and he's gone on to, you know, maybe some people would say he's gone over to the evil side and become a, a pretty darn successful triathlete. He's also an F2C ambassador. Uh, Roy Macbeth, uh, you've been doing some special things in 2020. Tell us about some of your highlights and challenges. Uh, yeah, I don't know about special. I mean, everyone's kind of stuck. But yeah, I know I think probably for me, some of the challenges might be a little bit different, of course, you know, you mentioned the, the kidney transplant recipient thing. So right away, that puts me uh, in a, an immunocompromised state and, of course, at more risk. So um, COVID's been kind of scary. Um, you know, other members of my family are also immunocompromised. So um, when you talk about, you know, Bruce talks about escaping to the indoors and stuff, <laughs> um, that's something certainly that we have uh, taken to heart here uh, in our household. You know, and, and some of the challenges with that are motivation. I mean, we're social beings. And, and for me, as much as I love to race, it's it's the social connections at those events. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the chatter on the beach before the swim start and the chatter uh, at the finish line, um, you know, with guys like uh, Winston and uh, Mikey that I'm trying to chase down to cross mm -hmm. that finish line with. And then we all have a good chuckle. Um, you know, over some uh, hydrodurance uh, when we get into the, the feed zone. Um, so I really miss that. But, you know, some of the highlights have, have been, um, 
you know, I've had pretty steady fitness throughout the year. Uh, I took part in a lot of virtual racing throughout the summer. Uh, managed to secure a spot for the Ironman 70.3 Worlds next year, which yes. was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, for me, I think the biggest highlight has been uh, the family connections. Like within my own family, we have quite the pain cave in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've brought along, uh, you know, Connor, we call him Bike Boy, and he <laughs> is uh, he's a Wahooligan. He's a Zwift addict. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's ridden close to... 4k in about the last four months and uh that's a highlight for me we get down there and myself connor and uh we've got christmas lights set up and the christmas Mm -hmm. tunes and other stuff going and uh we uh have some swift sessions down there and it's it's good family time when not much else is going on yeah you're you're making it happen and you know qualifying for the World 70.3 championships in, in a most unusual year. And I think it takes a special kind of athlete to, to, to dedicate themselves to, you know, not only doing the training that's required to do it, but um, I've tried a few of those virtual events and um, obviously <clears throat> not the same, but uh, to get fired up and to, to really hit them hard and have the success that you did is uh, saying something about your character. Um, well, I, I'm, I've always I've always felt like I'm pretty uh, self motivated when it comes to the training aspect. Um, luckily, I have uh, you know I've spoken to you before about uh, sort of that family unit and the tribe that I have pushing me, and and you know that comes from you know F2C family members and extended family members and immediate family members. So um, you know I even I, I think the day uh, that I did my qualifying race, I even ran into you out on the dikes when I was doing sort of the solo half marathon for that event for the day. But yeah, you got to find something. You got to keep moving one mm-hmm. foot in front of the other. It's a crazy year. Hopefully it'll end soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hope, well, the year's going to end for sure, but beyond, you know, what's going to happen as far as athletic opportunities in 2021, still kind of in the air. And you're quite right, Roy, when I met you there on the dikes, um, in Maple Ridge on that cloudy day, I think it was either July or August. Uh, one of the things that you were not doing was smiling. You were you were moving pretty fast. Your family was there to support you, but you certainly were not smiling. <clears throat> However, one of the people, like I said in his introduction, um, I've seen him in the darkest of places, mainly the turnaround at Okanagan Falls in the middle of an Ironman race. And I have photographed photographic proof this guy does not stop smiling uh winston um you've been enjoying some success in the virtual racing but uh tell us um from a a personal perspective you know what are some of the highlights and challenges that you face this year well i think challenges is um i had like five races planned and trying to plan for a moving window doesn't really not it's like like what bruce said like it's 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 uh it's hard to plan for something that's not fixed and but the good the silver lining is i got some structured training in and i think cycling has i think i've improved my fitness from like a 3.7 kind of guy lost per kg (laughs) and now 4.5 so uh, i i guess taking a step from racing there's there's a lot of silver lining in virtual and i remember in may roy was was beating beating me up on the virtual game and and yeah no i i i uh i kind of dropped swimming and i think for me because i'm living alone i feel like i'm kind of isolated 
Mm -hmm. And now it feels like um, I can eat better, I can sleep better. It's almost as an endurance athlete, you almost like think of thinking of your training regime and you can almost optimize those variables even better, even though racing is kind of like out of the question, but but training wise, you've been able to optimize a lot of variables. So I've been taking advantage of that. And You were talking something that I thought was ludicrous. I, I was not trying to laugh when you were saying this, Winston, but you were saying two words that were totally not me in 2020, and that is structured training. That stuff just <laughs> went out the window. I got addicted to this thing called Zwift, and I was like a dog chasing cars on Main Street in my hometown of Wadena, Saskatchewan. I would just go for it. Uh, structure be damned. I was just going to go out there, have a fun time. You know, if I got kicked to the curb and rolled and, you know, bloody, that was just part of the fun. So I, I certainly learned a lot this year about myself and what constituted fun. Uh, let's move on to the next question. And this one is kind of like a what if, what if, what if sort of question. But uh, let's start off with Jeff Worms. So um, I've, I've structured the question like this. If all goes well, what sorts of things do you have planned, both from an athletic perspective and from a club perspective, being the president of Phoenix Velo for um, the ideal 2021 season? Well, hopefully, I was just talking to Cycling BC today, and they say that if everything goes well, we'll have our uh, TTs going for more than likely. So I'm not sure if we can get back to any sort of road racing. I know that Barry uh, managed to hold a couple of gravel races, so there's a possibility that uh, maybe the club or something like could do that in the fall or something. But it all depends on which way the, the vaccine goes and how many people. There's so many variables, but I think realistically we can safely do the TTs like we did last year or this year, mm -hmm. that we can do them in 2021. So that's kind of where probably I'll start in January and see if I can. I was doing the TTs be, before the actual race, and then I'd come and uh, me and uh, uh, Heather would uh, mm -hmm. do the timing, and uh, we would time people from Vancouver and from the Valley. And I noticed that you even came out a few times, Kevin, and gave it your all. So hopefully everybody comes out again for – 2021. I was going to say that was probably one of the hottest athletic tickets if you were a competitor in, in the lower mainland in the summer of 2020 were those regular time trial events that thankfully you were you were able to put on. Those were COVID friendly. They were, of course, well organized like always. They were inexpensive, uh, an invaluable training opportunity. And, you know, keeping our social distances, we're able to, you know, hang out and actually swap war stories about uh, the winds or the smell of manure in the air or whatever what that happened to be. But it, it was nice to be, excuse me, out on a real race course, racing real people and smelling real, you know, stuff in the Fraser Valley air. So uh, thank you so much for, for being a big part of the summer there, Jeff. Now, looking forward, Mikey, um... What do you think as uh, putting on your ATC head coach uh, in an ideal year? What would you be doing um, in 2021? Oh, how much time you got? In an <laughs> ideal year, I'd be back in that pool twice a week with my athletes at 5.30 in the morning. But that's going to be a big issue in the future, uh, seeing what they were allowed, deck on-deck training of athletes that are 
swimming and the coaches on deck. So we'll work on that. I'm dying to get back to the track for tear it up track sessions. I'm, I love interval training. I'm a racer from, that's my roots, racing, mm-hmm. or, uh, run racing. So I really miss that. Ideally, I'd love to see us back on the track, uh, getting our interval training in every week. So fingers across for that. Yeah. Uh, and what do you think of this, Mikey? Say say things don't go as well as planned and we still have to maintain this social distancing. Is there going to be, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say break any rules, but say, darn it, we have to go back to in-person, you know, is there any way that you would advocate for that with triathlon British Columbia? Um, you know, having a track session, but having it, you know, in a COVID uh, responsible way. That gets down to money. Uh, we're fortunate that we are able to use the rotary track in Abbotsford without paying because the public is allowed when we're there. So we just all get along together, right? Yeah. If you're to rent a place, that involves a fee, a weekly fee structure, and that's where it becomes super <clears throat> expensive. You wouldn't believe the cost for an hour in a pool or an hour on a track. So we'd have to look into the logistics of that. Yeah. Um, and then again, it gets down to who the coach is and what their situation is, because quite frankly, right now i am very much like roy i have a super compromised uh, personal health situation mm-hmm. so although i would love to i can't risk uh my 100 year old mother-in-law downstairs right. and my wife and myself by going out and being around a huge bubble of athletes even if we're trying to be super careful so i want the vaccine mm-hmm. let's get the vaccine safe let's get it 95 percent, 95 and a half percent and let's get shot in the arm folks yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and just a reminder to the ATC folks listening out there, I think we're a club of about, I don't know, 40 to 70 members, ballpark figure. But we also have one of the highest coach to athlete ratios in all of Canadian <laughs> triathlon. So I would say, Mikey, it's time for uh, some of the other uh, coaches in the club to step up all and right. share some Let's of that. The... Absolutely. It's fair as fair. Um Leanne, uh, what about yourself in an ideal year? I know uh, you and I were majorly bummed out in the spring because we found out that our favorite race, Ironman Canada, back in Penticton, was not going to be held. Um, So that obviously, you know, caused us to go darn and, you know, our summers were forever changed. Um, But in an ideal 2021, what sorts of things would you have planned? I mean, basically, I just kind of, I trained fast this year. I, I didn't go long mm-hmm. distance. I went I went for like going for short distance and trying to gain fast. Not that I was fast, but I was hoping that I was. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. um <laughs> uh, yeah, just it, and I I really enjoyed that that time off and I think that I'm building to that year to come for 2021 I think that I will be that individual where I feel confident enough to be fast enough because I've had that gain mm-hmm. of that short distance and that base to be able to be faster hopefully okay so, uh, uh, Leanne, I'm also looking for an ally here against Winston. Now, Winston said those two evil words, structured training. Um, were you doing any structured training in 2020? I mean, structured training, meaning like um, weights and I, I, I'm not absolutely sure. Okay. The question, 
Uh, let, let's I, open this up. So, Winston, uh, yeah, we're kind of picking on you for a moment, but you you, you brought it up, man. So give us an example <laughs> of, uh, you know, you're talking primarily cycling or running, but give us an example of some of the Winston structured training that you're talking about. And remember to back off from the microphone because you are blowing us out the room. I know. Sorry. And uh, well, my coach, my girlfriend is my coach, and she gives me a lot of input. So... Nowadays we're virtual and she's she's all the way in, in the States right now. With Swift with this online platform, you can use a gaming channel called Discord and you can actually get real-time coaching. Um, you can get a lot of, but I guess from a macro level, like over the summer I was doing a lot of volume and right. not a lot of intensity, but now I seem to be doing more intensity and less volume just because of the weather. Yeah, and I uh, I've been riding with some pretty elite cyclists right now, and I'm just getting dropped. Like I'm just always out of my comfort zone right now. So mm. pushing myself in a different way. Um, a lot of my running friends, um, they're they're very structured as well, but they they picked up cycling. So mm. you talked about COVID, and eventually it'll go away. But too like a lot of my running friends have turned into cyclists uh, during COVID, and. And they're all asking me for bike advice. I've been doing a lot of other people. So who knows? Maybe maybe that's their first step into getting into multi-sport. Like, or even do Athlon. Like, there, there's a huge crowd of runners who are picking up on this Swift gaming platform because yeah. it's not as um, apparent in running world, but in the cycling world, um, it have, you, you have the social aspect, you have the structured aspect. Mm-hmm. You also have the gaming, the tactics, the voice channels on Discord. One of the things that we were talking about a little bit earlier was that you were going to be involved in the 2020 Olympics in Japan. Now, they're talking like there is going to be a, a 2021 Olympics. Um, are you still on board for that as the uh, on-course nutrition? Well, you know, as, as strange as it is, um, everything required a reset. So, you know, we've had to go back... Um, in with everybody else again. So the, the announcement will be made uh, whether we still have our position um, early new year. Um, we assume we will at this point, but you know, it, it's still questionable. You know, we don't, yeah, everything is up in the air at the moment mm-hmm. as far as, you know, courses, races, um, you know, th- there's very few that are, you know, we certainly have some races that are, are penciled in and, you know, are somewhat confirmed you know race directors that have you know a great strategy in place Mm -hmm. and uh you know we're certainly we're hopeful but um you know as far as the olympics it's still a question mark at this point we should know early in new year okay let's do some wishful thinking so let's say you could wave a magic wand and guarantee that four races would be held um what are four races that you're involved in that you would really like to like to see happen in 2021 that you feel excited about passionate about wow that's um you know i, I think the, the same the same one that everybody will answer is ironman canada you know i think we're all excited to uh to be back in Penticton, you know, we've, uh, you know, we spent a bit of time there this summer yes. um, working on uh, doing aid stations on course, which was great. Um, you know, COVID friendly, you know, we sold out, you know, pre-registered um, our maximum 50 people um, each day that we were there. And, um, you know, obviously we had a lot of, you know, just people dropping in, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it was a great time. So, you know, we're certainly, 
you know, hopeful to see Ironman Canada back again. Um, you know, another great race that um, we've been involved with for years um, is called the Barrelman, which is in Niagara Falls. Uh, spectacular venue. Um, you know, I talked to John Salt uh, from Multisport Canada the other day. And, um, you know, they're reasonably hopeful just because of the way that the, the race is set up. It's a point to point race. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they put a strategy together and, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's probably more hopeful than some uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, another great one that we're, you know, we've all been waiting for is the, uh, the ITU grand finals in Edmonton, you know, where we see, you know, some of the best in the world, um, you know, in that, uh, that distance of triathlon, you know, uh, together in one spot. So, um, you know, that's certainly, uh, you know, a great race. We're certainly excited to see that, um, hopefully coming along this summer. And, um, yeah, there, there's so many great races, you know, around the world, you know, it's just right now it's really a strategy, you know, yeah. we're, we're looking at alternatives, you know, we've talked to race directors now for, you know, for months and, you know, it, there's just there's so many questions. Yeah. We, nobody knows what it's going to look like if and when racing starts again. You know, are we going to see aid stations? Right. Yes. You know, how many aid stations are we going to see? You know, mm-hmm. we've seen numbers where, you know, they're looking at potentially reducing, you know, aid stations by 50 percent. You know, so what that's going to do is, you know, change the complete way you're fueling. The other thing that's a big question at this point um, on the bike, especially, you know, when we get to an aid station, you know, is there going to be volunteers or are you going to have to actually stop, get off your bike and queue and walk through an aid station, picking up your own bottles off of our bottles off of a table, mm-hmm. you know, where they're not going to be allowed to have anybody there handing you stuff, you yeah. know? So there's so many questions, there's so many variables and, and every region, every province, every country, every state um, is going to have different rules. So I think, you know, the, the big thing that, you know, we've been focusing on is, is how to build, you know, a plan where you can race self-sufficient, um, where you're not, you know, you don't have to rely on aid stations. So. Yeah, and and I mean, even in a non-COVID year for a, a a person who trains smart, I mean, that's what we're doing when we go on those long four, five, six-hour Ironman training rides. You know, we've got our glycodurance. We might have a bit of protein there. We certainly will have some extra salt, especially for those hot days. So being self-sufficient, you know, come race day, if there happens to be volunteers on the race course, that's going to be a bonus. And, you know, um, you saved my life more than once this year there, uh, Greg. So so thank you for, for, for so much that you've done so far for the sport and, you know, for the multi-sport and, and the Fondo community and all those other things um bruce what about yourself what are you know if all goes well what is 2021 looking like for you well i'd like to see a return to a more normal workflow and life work balance um this summer was completely skewed to one side Mm -hmm. and now fall's come we've been able to restart our speed skating sessions so with the work the uh, provincial sport organization and the arena staff, we have a plan that we can safely hold speed hitting comp, uh, training sessions, mm-hmm. uh, which shows that it can be done. Yeah. And I can't see why those uh, models can't be extended to other sports, running, swimming, and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot of work is going on in the background, a lot of plans. And then Bonnie Henry gets up and says, throw it out, start over. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's got to be demoralizing. 
Well, it's really challenging because with the young people that we tra- that we're coaching, without being able to offer uh, a landmark, you are training for this event or that championship. You're mm-hmm. wanting to qual- make a qualifying time is very, very, very difficult to keep them motivated. And uh, and also mm-hmm. we're being the COVID police, you know, keeping yeah. them apart and making sure they don't, you know, they don't take their masks off when they're training. So it introduces a whole new dynamic. And, uh, you know, the adult athletes who can refocus and like Winston, you know, have the opportunity to do a, a very structured training program without the peaks and valleys, the tapers and the, uh, of the competition season, you can actually make great strides. I, I would expect to see 2021 – just being a record shattering year in every sport as athletes are coming from a, a more rested, more recovery position. Um, good point. And we're going to kind of break off the topic here for just a second. And it's great that Roy is going to be the next person to speak. Um, <laughs> a lot of people and Jeff, whoever wants to chime in on this, uh, I think the opportunity is knocking and Bruce brought it up. Um, a lot of people are saying that the 2020 edition of the Tour de France was probably one of the most ex- one of the most exciting that we've seen in years and years and years. And uh, is that because people were well rested? Was it because the fans were starved for a good race because all the classic races and all the races leading up to the Tour de France were put on hold and all of a sudden we have this epic Tour de France, albeit held a little bit later on. But basically it was the only sporting event in town. Any opinions from Jeff or Roy or, or Bruce on you know what made that and then of course, in the follow-up race, the the racing over in Italy and and in Spain. Any comments on the amazing racing we've seen this year? Yeah, I think I think there was a huge, huge change from the old structured way where the young talent just blew everybody out of the water. You cannot get away from the fact that the youth reigns supreme when it comes to competitive sports. And they proved it in every event that they held. Uh, Bruce, you were going to chime in here. Yeah. With such a condensed season, like Jeff said, you know, the young ones with the ability to recover and a less specialized buildup, less certain buildup, that's for sure. Yeah. The older riders, the Nibelis and the, uh, and the riders of his generation couldn't put their normal plans into, into play. And the young guys just came storming out of the gate. Pretty exciting racing. There wasn't wasn't many dull days of uh, of tour racing. The breakaways were were winning the races rather than the the team steamrolling the breakaways. Mm-hmm. So it made better riders more excited to get in the breaks and be part of the action. So the scripts just got tossed out. Yeah. And that made for unpredictability and, and, and some splendid racing and some like oh, very a, much so. a lot of the, you know, cycling pundits said one of the, you know, in retrospect now we're looking at, you know, what a great year 2020 was when you put in in the books, unusual as it was, uh, as tragic as it was for you know, a lot of the things going on. But for cycling, it's like, wow, is, is this how cycling should be done you know it's a very interesting year uh any comments on that from you roy uh well i would certainly agree with with jeff and bruce i think you know with um everything being so condensed it really showed uh you know the improved recovery efforts from the young guys 
I really think too that having all these uh, major tours so late, the weather factored in, and it almost made the grand tours have that little bit of an element of the spring classics as well. Yeah. Because especially more so when they got to the Giro and the Vuelta, uh, the weather—it was like those guys were racing in Perry Roubaix weather. The rain and snow and so cold and oh, and Vuelta uh, miserable. Yeah. So I, I think uh, you know. It, the conditions just uh it was it was really kind of brought out the hard men of the race and mm. and sort of showed that uh you know that those young guys that can you know i i was just i was shivering watching some of those young guys riding in the rain on a downhill and and without a jacket or something right where the old guys are trying to layer up and the young guys are just like well the race is on and there's the finish line and away they go yeah so uh, what about yourself, Roy? Uh, some of the things, you know, if all goes well, you already are slotted in to go to the 70.3 World Championships, which I believe are in New Zealand? Well, no, they, uh, New Zealand's been pushed to 2022, and they moved the 2021 to St. George in September. Okay, so that's um, going to be a road trip for you. Yeah, so I mean... For us, for my, for me, and like I mentioned, you know, racing for me is uh, we like to call them uh, family racecations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not so much about uh, the actual racing as the opportunity to travel with the family and and meet the people we haven't seen for a while, and you kind of throw the race in there for fun. Um, and I mean, if everything goes as planned and and rolls out perfectly, and there's a vaccine early spring, right. and we're back to doing some events by the summer. Uh, 2021 will be the year of the Macbeth racecations because <laughs> with so many events being pushed back, you know, uh, registrations from 2020 being pushed yeah. back to 2021, um, you know, I just wrote down a quick schedule and I'm looking at St. George in May, Oliver in June, uh, Calgary in July, Ironman Canada in at the end of August. Uh, we always try to do a family trip to Kona mm-hmm. in October. Uh, and then uh, 20.3 in December. So uh, lots of sunshine in our forecast and travel if things are are going well. And I like your positive attitude and all of that. And you know you're gonna you're gonna be training as if that is 100% certain. What a what an awesome attitude, um, Winston. I gotta say, although we were kind of poking fun at you a little bit earlier in the podcast, uh, one of the things I'm picking up from the Winston Gao playbook is. The art of going short. So I've dedicated myself to the for the next four or five months to not putting in those mega miles, but putting in the quality and the intensity. And I'm and I'm kind of hedging my bet because even if I do get injured, there's no real race that I'm going to miss out on unless UBC happens again. But even if it does and I'm injured, well, I'm going to accept that. What about yourself, Winston, looking ahead to 2021? What have you got, uh, you know, if all goes well? Uh, like Roy, I got like a backlog of races and Edmonton was kind of like the highlight um, for the world Um Chance, but uh, I had to switch it because the sprint was actually going to be Bermuda. Um, I guess in a normal year, I might have would have gone for it, but like Roy, I got family. My girlfriend's family is in Edmonton, so it would be a race racecation to see the little nieces in Edmonton. So um, I kind of switched it to Edmonton. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, races and if races happen, then then I'll be excited to go. But if not, you know what's funny? Um, I think Roy, Mikey, and you, Kevin, you were like like my only Swiss friends pre-COVID, 
And now post COVID, or like during COVID, I, I, I don't know, like I'm turning down virtual invites because there's just too many people on virtual games. <laughs> we all love you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what COVID has done. We've, 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 we've created this in, uh, community, this, this little secret gaming community. <laughs> Um, and it's funny that you, the three of you guys are on this podcast because, because you were probably the three of my first <laughs> virtual friends. Yes, we were. Yes. I, I was a latecomer too. I joined in like 2018. So, so, so this is still pre COVID, but, but it was still not as popular as it is now. So yeah. I see all my running friends. They're, they're all, I mean, runners and bikers are all built the same way. We train the same way. We just talk in different languages. One talks in what? occasionally the other talks and pace times but but the language is once you overcome the language it's 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 it really dries out that competitive edge out of you like it once you get like you like on last week i i did a race on the wednesday and i usually try not to do two hard days back to back like i tried to do an easy day monday wednesday friday but the competitors that got the best of me uh-huh. and i second out of like 700 people so wow <laughs> And then the next day I did another race and it was third out of like 400 people, but it was just a bigger social ride and, and maybe, maybe people weren't taking it that seriously, but. Well, well, of all the people around the microphone uh, tonight, um, I don't know who I'm more excited for, for the future for either Mike. I, I know, I know Roy's going to do fine. He's just like super rock solid. Leanne is like super rock solid, but I think the real exciting stuff is going to be the Mikey and Winston show for 2021. Uh, very new people, Mikey for his own special reasons and his great new perspective and Winston doing this uh, amazing disciplined training over the COVID months and rolling that into a, a new race season. That's that's going to be pretty darn exciting. Uh, before we wrap things up, a, a chance for you to kind of put on the philosopher's hat here. And we're not going to go in any special order. So if you have any special insights, here's the general question, okay? So chime in and I'll try and uh, moderate it as best as I can. So here's the question. What have you learned from this whole COVID thing? So it can be from a personal, uh, athletic, uh, a business perspective, uh, whatever, whatever, you know, strikes your fancy. So does anybody want to chime in? What have you learned from this thing? For us, or for me, you know, I think one of the things that, that and, I've and learned this is, this is, is great just, from F2C speaking, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I, I've learned to just, you know, to, to chill out a little bit, you know, we, you know, we, we've lived, you know, myself at least as our company, you know, we've lived on a, a really tight schedule for the last, you know, seems like forever, 10 years, going to races, you know, planning races, you know, planning and, you know, that's all at the window. So just, you know, kind of learn to chill out a little bit, you know, just take it as it comes. And, you know, like everybody said, you know, we've, you know, family comes first and, you know, we've, I've really been able to see that this summer, you know, cause I've been able to spend the time with the family and, you know, I think uh, I've had a, a little bit of a change of perspective, you know, as I move as we're moving forward, you know, just prioritizing things, you know, a little bit better. And you know, I'm, I'm sure like a few of you on there, you know, you, you run into people, you know, people that have been affected by COVID. Um, and uh, it's scary. You know, that's uh, not something that, you know, I uh, wish on anybody. Yeah. And, and certainly, you know, the, the thoughts of that are, are uh, a frightful thing. So um, just, you know chill out relax and when when things are ready they'll be ready yeah. and um you know yeah we've we've been handed you know, like, 
nine months of yeah, perspective taking. Uh, Leanne, go ahead, please. I mean, I'll, I'll take a, a full effect on that too. Is my daughter went to New, Mex New Mexico for for swimming for for swimming, and um, anyway, she ended up with COVID, and she got super sick. She was like so fit, but got extremely sick. So. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't able to even go, able to go anywhere near or whatever because right. I was here in BC. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's just it's awful, but we deal with it and we cope with it and we get we'll get stronger with this. So that's what we do. Well, I think you're the so. person who sings this better than anybody else. What doesn't kill you? makes you stronger yeah you you were singing this for years and wow what what challenges you've had to face of course she going down to new mexico getting you know a full ride swim scholarship down in uh, las cruces and and what was it within like 10 days of being down there she gets covid five days five, five days five days and and for a yeah. mother i mean this is stressful you know in itself i mean having a daughter move down to you know, New Mexico, thousands of kilometers with Americans for, for better, for worse. And then, yeah. the sh then the shit hits the fan and it goes big, man. So yeah, yeah, what a, what a, what a tough couple of months for you. Yeah. So yeah. the next time you tow the line at an Ironman or 70.3 world championships, it's like, oh hell, that's nothing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go next? I think what we're going to see is a lot of folks you know, and especially the panel here, you can, you, the same message keeps coming out is, you know, what's important to us really isn't the watts per kilo Winston story. <laughs> it's, 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 it's seeing the folks getting together, uh, the like, uh, like Roy mentions, you know, chatting on the beach before you go to battle and, you know, sharing a recovery beverage of choice after, <laughs> you know, it, it's really not... Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers to you. Hope you brought some for everybody. <laughs> and, you know, I hope as a, as a population, not just athletes that we can look back and say, you know, this was a time that we got stronger. We came closer to our friends and our family. Who wants to chime in next? I'll chime in. Sure. Mike. I'm a hard act to follow Mike. Oh, along with, following with Bruce's uh, theme, um, there's things that I never did in my marriage and my life and my parenting because I was always training. I'll give two quick examples. Sunday, my daughter lives in England and my son lives in Sweden, so they're on different time frames. We get together in Zoom for two to two and a half hours. I sit still and I actually engage with my kids and don't take up all the talking. I make sure I share. I'm there with them. Yeah, it's online, but I used to be out doing my run in the morning and yeah. I didn't have the time or make the time mm. to have those kind of times with my kids, right? The other example, which I love, at 5 a.m. I was up and out and down at that pool, so I'd be rapping on the door to get in at 5.30. <laughs> I'm not doing that now. I now know that at 6.30, I get up, I put on the kettle, I boil the tea, and I get Jude's tea ready for six minutes steeped. And then I put one half inch of milk in it. I get it in the microwave for 33 seconds, and I take it to my wife, who's still in bed. Mm -hmm. That's new for me for my entire marriage. So there's a lot of things I'm doing that I love. And I can sit still. I can sit still. <laughs> actually sit still. Well, 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 Jeff O, as, as the senior statesperson of, of the group, uh, you know, you've got 
uh, let's be blunt. You're the oldest guy in the, and you've seen a lot more things than we have. Um, give us some perspective. You know, what have you learned from this? We've we've never seen stuff like this before. What I've learned is the athletic community, from my perspective, is probably the most responsible community for the most part. Hmm. Uh, they obeyed all the rules, did all the things, extremely proud of the way they handled themselves at all the events that I saw on the road. Uh, they followed basically the letter of the law. That is a lot compared to some of the other in the citizenry out there, mm. uh, I think that uh, we can hold our head head high as an athletic community. Okay, good to hear. I mean, you know, as athletes, we're trying to, you know, and, and that's the thing. And Bruce will back me up on this. I mean, just because we're high-level performing athletes doesn't mean we're necessarily the most healthy. But we're also not stupid. And we know that in order to, to pursue the sport at, at a high level, we have to have a reasonable amount of health. And to sustain that health, of course, we have to do all the the good things, the responsible things that some small segments of uh, of the population are are not quite so uh, keen to do. Well, we've talked to the uh, the senior spokesperson, uh, Roy. Uh, what about yourself? Did you want to chime in on this one? Yeah, I've been thinking, listening to everyone. I mean, there's so many great great points that everyone has made. Um, you know, I think what Bruce said really reflects with me as well as with Mikey. You know, I've taken the time, maybe slow down a little bit and um, try to reflect uh, on things that I may have overlooked or pay a little more more attention um, to things that I might not have had time for in the past. You know, for me, my, my kidney transplant five years ago was a big change in everything for me. And it, it changed my whole focus in the sense where I had this sort of mantra where, you know, with even just on a day when I do a hard training session, I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity that I'm, I'm able even to, to do that, um, you know, with someone else's kidney. And I, I feel like COVID maybe has, has given a lot of other people that same appreciation that, you know, there's no second chances for today, right? Like you just don't have a missed opportunity today may not come back tomorrow. And I think with COVID, um, the seriousness of it now yeah. is, is um, you know, people are starting to realize that the actions they take today can seriously affect what opportunities they have tomorrow. And I'm, I'm hoping more people see that and, and adhere to, you know, all the recommendations that are being made and, and that we can get through that. Yeah, it's a, a sobering time in, you know, athletic in, in human history, a chance, you know, to, to really make a difference by doing the right things and sounds like a, a life of moderation for the next little while. Well, everybody's had a chance to speak except for the youngest person on this panel. And you, and you know that is Winston. Uh, what a, for, from, for, uh, I'll try and do my Mikey voice. As a younger person, Winston, um, what have you learned? Watts per kilogram is key. Yeah, well, I, I guess, you know, not having an endpoint kind of makes it a lot harder because you're always training for something. But you never know when the, the out, like we're always very goal oriented. And I think I've learned that other opportunities out there and changing priorities and ways that you can still stay safe in the community and still be um, upping your fitness. So, and also spreading your knowledge and helping others and 
in a responsible way. So, I mean, I think the cheese, the joke is the cheese is always out there. You just have to find it, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you have to define what the cheese is and um, always be curious, always be hungry, always, you know, don't, don't make excuses. Try to get that junk out of your head. And if it takes a few times to fail, like um, in terms of training, then it's a good chance to learn now because there's no races. So, yeah. <laughs> so got to make them be ready to pivot. Maybe, and then once races starts coming back, then you might start missing your virtual friends. Who knows? Because <laughs> even virtual training with all these people around the world, and then you're going to stay by to them at some point, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Jeff, uh, best of success as the uh, president of Phoenix Vela going ahead into 2021, kind of an unknown thing, but it's looking pretty good with those time trials. Mikey, best of success leading your group with the ATC as head coach. We know you're going to adapt not only personally with your new reality as an athlete, and that's going to only get better, but uh, along with the groups uh, and the members of the ATC who uh, you know appreciate your leadership and your enthusiasm. Thank you. So much. Um, and you, you and, too, made me stronger as a rider. <laughs> uh, to Leanne Parker, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, we know that you're going to have some interesting things ahead. Uh, this short course stuff, the high intensity stuff that you've been doing over the past few months is going to pay off. Uh, Greg, you know, nothing but best of success for you with the new product launches, which we do want to know more about in a future podcast. Uh, Bruce, for goodness sakes, we're, we're hoping that you get some rest over the next couple of months. Oh, my goodness. You know, you've been giving, giving, giving. It's time to time to sit on your duff and watch. You know, I think it was John Lennon watching the wheels. Play that song. Uh, Roy McBeth, uh, you're, you're a rock. You're going to be in the new Triathlon Magazine Canada. Um, you know, just a role model to everybody, a positive influence. And we're looking forward to our next in-depth conversation conversation in the world of triathlon and cycling. Of course, we've got the biggest event in triathlon in 2020 coming up this weekend, which is the uh, Professional Triathletes Organization World Championship race happening in Daytona, Florida. One of the few big events this year. Uh, Winston, like always, uh, thank you for your positive energy, your insight, and your degree of uh, expertise to the nth degree. Uh, thank you everybody for uh, spending the time with us and um, that's about it. Thank you, thank you. 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 Thank you